All right, here we go. 250th episode. Donna, give me a 250, 250. Come on, give me a cheer. Give me a cheer. 250, 250, 250, 250, 250, 250, 250, 250, 250, 250, 250, we grew much stronger because we went through this together every well, every step of the way. And we had to rely on each every other. Every minute of the day. Every minute. I would tell people, listen, if you need a, a ride to Hartsfield, call me. And I'll tell you, if you need help moving. That's bad. L- huh? That was bad. People always want a truck when they want to move, you know? Can, you have can, one. Can I borrow your truck? I need, not only can you borrow my truck, but I'm going to help you move just so I'm able to get out of the house for a little bit. Thank you for uh, your continued support. Thank you for joining us yes. here on my second act. I do kind of like when I'm driving, I look at it like it's suggested. Like there are things on what's the road. Su- what's suggested? Okay, you know how you can turn right on red. Okay, I've told you this before. If nothing's coming, you should be able to turn left on red. Why only right? Remember Marie Osmond? Mm-hmm. A long, long time ago when she was supposed to pick her kids up in carpool and she just started driving down the coast of like California and they were all like, where's she going? I, everybody else was like, oh my God, she's like a terrible mom. I'm like, eh? You know? Well, she disappeared, didn't she? She did. How long do we remember? Eh, a couple of days. Yeah. She came, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, like me telling you before, like my best present you could get me would be like a deer blind you know what I mean like just somewhere where you could go sit in it the problem with the treehouse or deer blind is these kids are going to find you I've said this before they're going to find you mom have you seen my tennis racket dad needs his charger like you want to be so far away from them that they cannot find you I went with my prom date, Larry Stevens, who had invited me. He was an upperclassman. Mm-hmm. I think he was like a junior, and I was like, a, I was maybe even a freshman. He's like very like smart and just I don't know. And so I kept saying to him like, what What are we doing after the prom? After the prom, what are we doing? And he's like, Well, I didn't really have any plans. You know, I thought I might go get something to eat. I'm like, We've already eaten, Larry. We've eaten. We ate dinner before. Like, where's the party? Right. right. Did he know that you were leaving him to go to Six Flags? I what? told him. I kind of invited him, but kind of disinvited. I'm like, you can come if you want. Donna, that's horrible. No, it's, it wasn't mean. He didn't want to come. He didn't like roller coasters. If I didn't know better, I would think that there's someone in our home that's smoking crack out of a spoon or mixing or whatever, however you do crack. I don't even know, but I light it on a spoon or whatever you do to do that. Because we just don't have spoons. I ate Edie's double fudge brownie ice cream the other night with a plastic. You ready? Knife. And do you roll down to it? Did he say, "Hey, dumbass, did you not see me?" And think you might want to slow down as opposed to speeding up when you saw me? No, he said, "What's that smell?" <laughs> All right, let's move on. Let's just move on. said before if you're going to volunteer at school if you're like a a new parent and your kids are younger volunteer where they can see you you know don't worry about being the ways and means member at pta and hanging out with your friends in the pta meetings you know go into the classroom 
I don't even know if they copy papers anymore, but they used to. I used to have to do that. Or do a bulletin board so that your kids see you. And not only do you volunteer in the school, but you get to see your kids during the day. And if you can only give 10 minutes, give 10 minutes. It's okay. You know, I think as parents, we're just so hard on ourselves. And it takes a lot. It's a machine to keep kids running and things going. You have to work. It's okay. The loss of a parent, I've said to so many people for, gosh, three, four years now, when a friend of mine has lost a parent, I don't know that pain. I don't know it. I haven't experienced it. I do not look forward to that day. And now you experience it. I I wrote in a, a Facebook post, I'm now a member of the Facebook congregation you see on Mother's Day in your newsfeed. You know, the one with the members who righteously post, call your mom today. I wish I could. Yep. Welcome to the club. And it's so true when it's, it's a club you never want to be in, but I now am, am feeling that pain and trying to process that pain. So these men are flying all over the place. Listen to this. They are going from, they're down, driving from Dallas to Kansas city to Portland, Maine. And most of them have day jobs. And they're like having to remind these women because these women are like, you know, because there's an, uh, we don't want to go into all this, but there's an ovulation window. If you're listening and you're an adult, you know all this. If you're listening and you're a child, hit the forward 30 second button. But they, they can't find these men. These men are driving all over the place and they're like, listen, they're tired. I've got an IT job, Dana. Spiritual and faithful here, but I mean, Jesus didn't just hang out with the best of the best. He just didn't. And so, if you only want to walk on water all the time, and you only want to hang around people that are just like you, look like you, think like you, same skin color, listen to what you listen to, prop you up, believe you, shoot rainbows out your rear end, your life's going to be pretty dull, and you're not living in reality. People are flawed. Celebrities are flawed. Artists are flawed. Athletes are flawed. You and I are flawed. Makes me so happy to be an American, to see that we are going to have a few more good Americans that's on the way. You've read and heard about the amount of money these creators make every month. They make $350,000 a month. Take your top off. In 2009, I met LeClaire Bryan. LeClaire is Luke Bryan's mother. She was sitting outside Luke's bus and smoking a Salem menthol with an ash as long as Freebird. That's long. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. My second act is podcasting because radio up until January 2020 and episode one, I'd only done radio my entire life. My second act, the podcast. We talk about things that you're already talking about with your family and your friends. Conversations about current events and pop culture. Uh, Trends and country music and music plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and sometimes personal growth. Episode 250, here we are. Come on with it. My name's Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. That's a big milestone. I'm actually very proud of it. I have to say, I'm stepping back and I'm kind of, um, I don't do this often because I don't, and I know you don't either. We are so busy, just like everybody else is. And I think that uh, I haven't had a moment to really step back and say, wow, that's a lot. 
250 episodes. Here we go. I was correct about the specific date being today. If you're listening on Upload Day, Tuesday, May 3rd, this is, there was some conversation last episode. I wasn't quite sure. I thought maybe I miscounted. I was seeing conflicting numbers. Uh, Carl Appen, executive producer of the podcast, reached out to say that today is indeed episode 250. I love that. So we talked about this earlier. What does 250 mean to you? Uh, 250 means to me a lot of stories, a lot of tape, a lot of, um, lot of, uh, a lot of laughs, a lot of, a lot of tears, a lot of um, fun. You know, there have been days when we both didn't want to do it. For, for maybe the same reasons or different reasons. Could be. Yeah. Could be. You know, we have a pretty set schedule for taping. And we always have. It's, it's shifted, you know, three, four times, maybe a half dozen times in three years nearly. But we, for the most part, stick to the same schedule. So you know when it's time to record. And people say, but what do y'all talk about before you record? What conversations do you have before you record the podcast? And I, I, I we, we don't. No. And then that's for a reason, because we want it to be, I want your reaction to be real and genuine. And, and, and you want the same with me. We have a run of show. It's a Google Doc that we share. And between episodes or if we're planning far out, which we also do, if there's, you see an article that, 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 that intrigues you, that you want to have a conversation about, you want to block some time in a specific episode, we put it in the Google Doc. And then we bring it into the studio the day that we record. And it's a very loose, very, very loose map for the episode. We don't have to stick to it. We bump stuff all the time because we get into a topic that that, that gotten good grown, grown legs. You know, we don't, we, we want to continue with that conversation. So we bump stuff all the time. Well, and a lot of times I'll say to you, I think I want to talk about this, but I really don't even know what I want to talk about. Or And a recent example of that was the judge, Judge Katanji. Brown Jackson, who became the first African-American female to sit on the U.S. Supreme Court. And you wanted to talk about, remember the photograph of the daughter looking at the judge during her, you know, she was testifying before the committee. And I think we bumped that probably three times. Normally, I would have, I would never bring anything back that's been bumped three times. If you have bumped content from a radio show or from a podcast, Three different times, it just wasn't meant to be. You got to let it go. If it were that good, you would have worked it in by then. And that was a rule that I had in radio, and it applies today in the podcast. For whatever reason, something told me you needed time for the story. And so I said, you know what? Listen, we got some some room. Next episode, I want you to talk about uh, the judge's daughter and, and her look of uh, just uh, love and pride. Admiration, yeah. Admiration. And, and so we brought it in, and, and you said to me, I, I don't know what I want to say, but yeah, we'll do it. And it turned out to, I think, be one of the biggest moments of the year for this podcast. Confirm that the testimony you're about to give before the committee will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God. I do. When I was born here in Washington, my parents were public school teachers. And to express both pride in their heritage and hope for the future, they gave me an African name, Katanji Onyeka means lovely one. If I am confirmed, I commit to you that I will work productively to support and defend the Constitution and this grand experiment of American democracy that has endured over these past 246 years. The thing that that is my takeaway from this that I think has gotten so much traction is the photographer who captured um, Judge Jackson's daughter sitting behind her with her husband. And um, it was a moment where Judge Jackson was getting a lot of compliments from other colleagues. 
And her husband, too. You could tell that they were both just had so much reverence for her because she sat there and had, I mean, she, she took some tough questions. It's such a lesson every day that your kids are watching you. And, you know, for her to see this picture later and just think, wow, if nothing else, even if she didn't get the nomination, which she by all means should, but we think will and will, but even if she doesn't get the nomination, she won, she won that week just by, you know, her daughter seeing her, you know, sit there with so much composure. It really struck me as a parent when I saw her daughter looking at her, because that's what we all want in life. You want your kids not to be impressed with you, not to think you're a big shot, not th- not to think that you make the most money or that you, you know, lord over people at work and you, you know, I get to tell Jeremy and accounting what to do. That's not what it's about. If you own a company and you do nice things for people, your kids see that all day. You know, if you're if you if you just treat people with kindness, they see it. And I think in that moment, her daughter had an opportunity to see either the best of her or the worst of her, where she could have started coming back at those people and saying, but she really held it together with composure. And so I thought that was a really cool moment. And um, congratulations to her. Thank you for this historic chance to join the highest court. To work with brilliant colleagues to inspire future generations. And to ensure liberty, liberty and justice, and justice for all. For all. It's really important that um, you know that it's authentic, and and that's why we don't. There's no rehearsal that goes into this. The way that I, the things that he says, he being you, Caddy, you actually feel that way. And sometimes I'm just like, I can't believe he's saying that or that he feels that way. But that's how I feel in life. And there, are, for the most part, we agree on most things in life, certainly. But there, there are a lot of things that we don't agree on, and um, so that's the thing. Sometimes I, 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 we struggle with the same things that you know you guys do. And we struggle with probably more too that we don't put out because I think we've been, we've had to be a little bit more careful, you know, with our kids and stuff. It's, it's not fair because in podcasting, unlike a radio show, which is bad enough when people put their kids out there, you know, it, um, it stays forever. And I think you do have to be careful, you know, what you put out there, um, all the time, because I don't think it's always fair to your kids to put everything out. I mean, you know, sometimes we tell funny stories about them and we certainly, they're part of our life and we want to include them. But do you think they listen? Um, I, I don't, I think they started out listening and I think they stopped and not because of them. I think they just think that some of the stuff we say is just so crazy. And they're like, they think of us as their mom and dad and they don't want to hear you talking about dirty things. Me specifically, just me. Okay. All right. For the birth of the 250th episode that you're listening to now, we ask that in lieu of gifts and flowers, you give the podcast a five-star review. Well, and I say your presence is our presence. No, no, no. That's, no, no. We, well, because no, you're no, showing up to listen. That's right. a well, download. Yeah, that's, that'll work. That's okay. okay. But if you want to really, come on, it's episode 250. Come on. You got to pay a penny. We continue to grow with people that discover the podcast. And that's done by writing reviews. That's done by becoming a super spreader and, and talking to your friends and coworkers and just saying, hey, you know what? Listen, if, you, if you're looking for a change, this can be your information source. This podcast, these two crazy asses do. It's husband and wife team. Uh, this can be your information source. They talk about everything that you're already talking about. Um, yeah, and on Spotify, you don't even have to write anything. No, just hit the fifth star, not the yeah. first, the fifth talk star. Talk about easy. 
So help us out there. That's a you know, simple ask. But in lieu of, 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 of gifts and flowers, that'll suffice. Pop peeps reveal their favorite, darkest, funniest, and most real moments from the first 250 episodes coming up. And Donna, I, I guess we're getting ready to uh, strike up the band and, and reveal from your Do Something New Every Month in 22 initiative, your number one country song featuring, uh, it was a party anthem with Cooter Brown in the title. What else? Uh, Talapusa. Talapusa and uh, Bushwhacker. Mm-hmm. Today's the day. It's uh, we're after you know we moved on to May now. This was your April. Okay. See, I, I don't want to go here because then you'll start down this whole road of how I've not like lived up to my do something new. Well, but every you said month. you said like, I'm, I'm working with a, a world famous composer. Is Diane Warren calling in? Who's 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 working with you? Here? I didn't say it was world famous. I said I'm working with a composer, and we had a little snag. Uh, you said you said world famous. No, but this person we had a little snag in their Did schedule. You? Okay. Well, there. Have, I don't know if you knew this, but right now as we record, there's this little thing called the Country Music Hall of Fame Awards going on. Okay, and, and, and they're inducting people, and this person is involved in that. Oh, really? What like as a seat filler? Something. Okay. So, so what's it, when we're getting it? We're getting it Thursday. We have to go through a few. Whatever. We have to go through a few more licensing. Okay. Well, because you We've made never such worried a, about that kind of stuff before. No, but you made such a big deal about me sampling Brooks and Dunn, because obviously, you know why? Because they know how good the song is and how it's going to fly up the freaking charts. And now All they're worried. Okay. Apple classifies my second act in two different categories. Music is one. Entertainment. News is the second. We didn't choose categories. Apple says, this is where you're going. There are right now a half million, 500,000 podcasts in the Apple Podcast Library that you can explore and enjoy. Of those half million, 12% of them have only published a single episode. 6% 6% have never made it past two episodes. Half of all podcasts have 14 or fewer episodes. Today, because of your support, we celebrate episode 250. And because of your support, in the music lane, we are in the top 4% in podcasts in America. And in the entertainment and news category, we are in the top 7% of all podcasts in America. Thank you for that. I mean, we're like up there with like E and like... People Magazine. People Magazine. And then there's this French podcast that I'm about Kick to... Kick them in the nuts. Kick I them in the nuts. I swear to God. Well, I don't do. know what, how you say nuts in French, but I'm just like, I'll I've it had up. it. I'll get the translator. In the Avilekalakaloos. You and Donna have uh, kept it real and have hit home to the heart more times than I can list. Uh, I am too embarking on my second act, and y'all are a huge encouragement along the way. Ben Burnett. We're uh, going to visit Ben Burnett. Come up here in a minute. Uh, Ben's embarking on his second act. Yes, he's he going to talk about it. We're very excited about him. Uh, Life is precious, Jeffrey. Jeff Jeffrey wrote, uh, We are not guaranteed our next breath, if possible, makes each day count, as we have no promise of tomorrow. Cadillac Jack knows this a few years ago, was reminded that our human hearts are very delicate and fragile. Take care of your heart the best that you can. I know the above all too well this year. Jeff Jeffrey, thank you for your support. 250 writes, Bo Jackson. And I've enjoyed listening to every single one. Thanks for running with me every day. Well, listen, every Tuesday and Thursday, but you know better than that. I'm not running with anybody. I haven't run since. When was the last time I run, Donna, do you think? I mean, you always say not since fifth grade field day, but do we even know that happened? Yeah. Keep up the great work, Donna and Caddy. Here's to other 250. Adam. 
is in Austin, Texas. Adam spent time at Torres Prison outside of Hondo, Texas, I think is the way you pronounce it. A very close friend of mine sent me a link to the episode about the young man that Donna met when he visited her store inquiring about a job. He was just out of prison and was having a tough time readjusting to life and maintaining his sobriety. The friend that sent me the episode knew that at the time I was living his story. I spent 15 years in a Texas prison for secondary murder. Addiction has been a part of my life since I was 15. I never listened to a podcast before. Didn't listen for about six weeks. I decided to figure out how to listen one night when I'd had enough and was contemplating to take my own life. After listening, I knew I had to turn my life around. And since listening, six weeks ago, I've become employed by a company in Austin full-time, never missed a day of work, I've not used, and have reconnected with my son. And while it is a work in progress, I'm proud to say he is in my life for the first time in 20 years. I have not missed an episode since and have even gone back to listen to others. Thank you, Donna, for sharing this man's story. I'm sure it wasn't uh, just me that found it inspiring. And at the right time and the push, I needed to get my shit together. I applaud and appreciate your bravery to discuss things that are often not discussed. I've also had my share, uh, my fair share of mental uh, illness challenges. And when I listen, uh, hang on here. When I listen, I sometimes feel like I'm listening to friends, although we've never met a listener for life. Adam in Austin, Texas. Thank you. That's amazing. You know, that segment, if you stick around to the very, very end of this episode, episode 250, I'm going to share that story with you again. Probably have gotten more reaction from that story since it aired, January 20th, I think, 2022. Uh, more reaction from that story in that episode than, than anything we've ever done. Yeah, you never know why people come into your life, you know. If you're not familiar with it, hang around. At the very end of this episode, we'll drop it for you. I've got one. So um, Allison sent me this, um, and she said that, she, you know, we've talked about, um, you know, she said you guys have been such a great um, – just great people to talk about your own mental health struggles and own challenges. And she said it was just really refreshing to listen to you guys through COVID because, you know, you were struggling too, but you were trying to kind of bring some, you know, levity and happiness into the situation also. And she said, um, I always listen to like, there's a, she said that one of us always gives some great nugget wisdom, which I don't know if that's true all the time, but yeah, we try. Um, and so she said, here are some that I want to give back to your listeners. And she said, these are some things that I think are really cool that someone wrote. You ready for this? I'm ready. So this is things everyone needs to come to terms with. You ready? There's only like five. No response is a response. Taking no risk is the biggest risk. If they really wanted to, they would. If you're happy alone, you'll be happier together. Changed behavior is the only real apology. And what she was saying is at the end of it is that she was in a um, really bad marriage for a long time and she kept making excuses and making excuses and making excuses for the other person and saying, and, you know, thinking that it was something she needed to do and she needed um, to change. And she said, one of the things that I preach all the time is boundaries um, and that it's okay to have boundaries. And, you know, one of my favorite memes is you're not target. You can't please everyone. Okay. And, And you never will. And you never will. So, Worry about yourself, put that mask on yourself first, and put up some boundaries. Stagecoach. This past weekend, Carrie Underwood was a headliner Saturday night. She brings out Axel Rose from Guns and Roses, and the crowd goes mad. Yes. 
I gotta tell you. Uh, okay. I'll, I'll wait. I'll hold my thoughts. Hang on. Here comes Axel. Listen to this carefully. When do you think the last time you performed this song? Uh, Come on. It's been a while. Listen, listen again. You have to pause. I think Carrie's camp was just nervous as hell because Axel Rose is known for if he, if he even shows up, it's going to be about six hours after he tells you. Yeah, he's definitely. Coming. I and had then, that experience and, 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 with, with Axel Rose. Yeah, where I went to a concert and oh, he didn't show up. Like Personally, um, Stagecoach was over the weekend, three day music fest, country music festival. Indio, California. In Indio, California, a huge polo field, huge polo farm, I believe. And, and, and so Carrie has been the biggest GNR fan her entire life since she was a teenager growing up in Oklahoma. Forever. She actually missed a family event to go to a Guns N' Roses show. And she had the opportunity to meet Axel. So this was a huge deal for her yeah. Saturday night. For Axel Rose to come out. Um, and her legs, I mean the pictures. She looks amazing. Oh my God. Beautiful. What do you have to squat and lift a and lot, do to get your legs? Neither to of look us, like neither that. of us will ever know. Dang it. You before I, sir. It's incredible. Any other buzz coming out of Stagecoach that you're aware of? Well, I mean, you know, there was um, there was the Ashton Kutcher and um, that's right, Thomas um, Rhett, yeah, Tr. Tr. And who else was on stage with them? Are you sure it wasn't John Party? I don't care. because I know that, that Thomas. I know that John Party posted a photo of them together, he and Tr. together, like eight years ago at Stagecoach, and they were they the reddest eyes, both of them you've ever seen in your life. They were they were sideways. What? Cadillac Jack, my second act. We are so grateful for pod support from Gallery Furniture Gainesville. Hashtag Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. Saturday, May 21st. It is the red, white, and blue All-American Pre-Memorial Day parking lot party without Lee Bryce. Cadillac Jack and Donna and Ask for Donna. Free lunch from Ninja Pig Barbecue, Jonathan Ingram, and a Wolfman looking like contest. Join us Saturday, May 21st. Thankful for pod support from T-Mobile. Experience America's largest and fastest 5G network. From Brightmore Healthcare, from Awesome Alpharetta. Play a while, stay a while, and find your awesome. The Taste of Alpharetta returns Thursday, May 12th. Guests of the My Second Act podcast, state properties owned and managed by Paramount Hospitality Management. The brands you know, stand by and trust. Marriott, Hilton, and Weston. When the boss books you for travel and you're staying at a Paramount property, you got to monitor your excitement at home. You can't act too thrilled about being on the road next week for business and traveling. But you're staying at a Paramount property... We get it. Comfortable, spacious guest rooms, free high-speed Wi-Fi, fitness centers with quality cardio equipment, and free weights to keep you healthy on the road. A hot breakfast and a business center to keep you productive on the road. At Paramount, we believe that you deserve more than just a place to stay. We want you to start every morning fresh, whether you're with us for a night, a few nights, or settling in for a few weeks. The Paramount portfolio includes the Hampton Inn at Georgia Tech. The Courtyard Carrollton, the Courtyard LaGrange, a new dual courtyard and residence in by Marriott in Knoxville, a brand new element by Weston and Baton Rouge, and three properties in Noonan, Hampton Inn by Hilton, Town Place Suites by Marriott, and Home Two Suites by Hilton. I'm Cadillac Jack, and when I stay at a Paramount property, I'm not a guest. I'm treated like family, and you will be too. You'll find everything you need to stay energized, active, and whole, because time away from home shouldn't mean time away from life. My Second Act is also brought to you by Ford, Built Ford Tough. Scoop your F-Series at Fable Ford and scoop a lifetime powertrain warranty on new vehicles and those on the pre-owned lot, too. Are you ready, Donna? Here we go. Let's do it. 
Fayetteville Ford, just north of the square. Dwayne Street, Fayetteville. Lifetime powertrain warranty. Find me another dealership that's going to give you that. That's the kind of confidence they have in the vehicles on their lot. Fayetteville Ford. Cadillac Jack for Fayetteville Ford. They are simply different. Come and get your Ford now. Fayetteville Ford. FayettevilleFordGA.com. Fayetteville Ford. That's it. Well done. I love it. Well done. It, it's PT, Donna. So hi to PT. Hey, PT. I miss you so much. Miss Donna, how you doing? We're celebrating episode 250. You were such a big part of the success of this podcast back in the day, and you were such a great sounding board. And, you know, we always said that the, the one of the many great things about having PT on the podcast was you're much younger than both of us, and we could be your parents. <laughs> and so we got a perspective that you didn't have before, and truth be told, you don't have now. Um, 100%. You know, and you brought you brought a youthfulness to the podcast, and it was always much appreciated in your input and, and your participation and, and, and your preparation, too. Well, I, I appreciate that. I'm pretty sure your kids would not say I'm bringing a youthful perspective. Pretty much anyone under 22 thinks I'm as old as, as you guys are. So okay, it well, all you brought a much to blend together. You, you brought a much more youthful perspective than either of us could have brought, for sure. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go there, then. There you, go. you at least knew how I'll to work technology it. and stuff. <laughs> yeah, sure. To, to to what it was worth. Yeah, and congratulations on episode two fifty, and so such an honor to have you guys reach back out to me. I miss you both very much. Well, you know the the segment that people ask me about the most that they miss the most is Dear Preston. <laughs> Show me that research, Don. I swear, everybody comes up to me and they're like, the first thing they ask me is, was Preston cute? I guess he has a cute voice. Everybody thought he was so cute, and then yes is the answer, and then they said. Well, I really miss that thing where he would answer people's questions. And I'm How many like, times did we do that? Twice? Like and there's three. that much recall yes. on that, really? Mm-hmm. Yep. Preston, I don't believe her. I'm sorry, PT. I don't believe her. Okay, well, yeah, I, I don't believe it either. I want to see the numbers. Well, I mean, like when I say a lot of people, maybe two. And it was the same person twice. There it comes. So. There it comes right there. Yeah. That's fine. And, and I told my mother to stop calling you, but she keeps see, calling See, we're, yeah. we're down to that. one now, if not yeah. zero. Zero. One and a half. So, yeah. Was there anything that during your eight months with us that truly made you uncomfortable? I think the thing that probably hit me the hardest in studio was having to question who uncle Joey really was. Dave Coulier was just this lovely family man. And then hearing, uh, now listening to that song, uh, the lyrics just hit differently. So that, that was probably the worst. Every, everything else is, as we pushed it was, uh, was all just part of the show. We're going to find the audio and play that for you because it was a moment when Donna added to the hype song playlist and a lot of more set song. And, and you said, by the way, this song is written when she goes down on a man in the theater. Okay, I didn't say that. Okay, well, she, yeah. does, she does in the lyrics. No, but the relationship that she's speaking about, and you ought to know, was about the whole album, Jagged Little Pill, was about her relationship with him, with Dave Coulier from and, Full House. And you're here in, in PT and your reaction here in a second. You were devastated by it. You hear it in your voice, ma'am. You do. Well, and you both were skeptical. That's what was so funny. And then we put a goggle on it, and sure enough, it came up. Here is, a, here is that moment with a PT. You just had a breakup. But I feel like she was the first person, like even pre-Taylor Swift, pre-Pink, and like called out people that she was in relationships with, sort of, like, kind of. Like the one guy from Full House. Remember him? Dave Coulier? She called him out in a song? Oh, well, that's what that song's about. The one about where... Going down on you in a theater? Okay, no, we didn't have to say that. You Dave did not know Coulier? that. He's also the comedian. He's a comedian. Like Bob Saget. 
Dave Coulier from Full House? Yes. Like Uncle Joey? Um, most famously, it is rumored that the singer who was writing her second album, Jagged Little Pill, during the relationship, wrote her smash hit, You Ought to Know, about Coulier. It was oh a pretty God. jarring contrast from his Joey Gladstone persona. No kidding. Yeah. You hear it in your voice right there, PT, that you were, that, 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 that news affected you. Dave Coulier from Full House? Yes. Like Uncle Joey? Yeah, I mean, he, he, I grew up watching that show, man. And he's just the goofy little comedian with the, the puppet. Getting hit from a lot yeah, of sports. I mean, it, I've never, I, I'd like to think I don't find myself in moments where I feel too young, especially in the room with, with you two. I never felt like I was too young to participate in a conversation. That was the only time I ever felt that way. <laughs> oh my God, my entire childhood is being rocked before Seriously. my eyes. Well, we appreciate you, PT, and we miss you. And hopefully all of your candidates are winning. If not, then just, you know. I mean, early, they, early voting. I know you now. can't like buy votes and stuff. We've talked about that no, before. No, he can't. No, he can't. He can't. But what, like whatever we can do to help, we're happy to help. And that's not a whole lot. Certainly in the financial lane, there's nothing. The Georgia Politics Podcast, part of the App and Podcast Network. I know that we are bumping up against a record time for you right now, top of the hour. So uh, thank you for your time, man. And uh, take care of yourself. And let's get together soon, okay? Thank you both. I'll see you soon. Bye right, bye. Episode 250. Uh, former producer, PT Preston Thompson with the Cadillac Jack My Second Act Podcast. Have you ever ordered a, a lunch or dinner from, from multiple, I'm, I'm going to throw myself under the bus here. Have you ever ordered lunch or dinner from multiple restaurants because you wanted this appetizer from this restaurant, you're really craving, you know, this sandwich or, uh, you know, this plate from this restaurant and you wanted it, you wanted it now, but then you figured in the cost of, of, of either, you know, maybe Uber Eats or. Or you thought about the time that, that you would waste. Not the most efficient way to cobble together a meal. Let me tell you the most efficient way to do that, though. To hit all of your favorites. A favorite event in North Fulton County. One of the biggest events in North Fulton County returns after two years. The Taste of Alpharetta. Thursday, May 12th. Downtown Alpharetta. Free. Absolutely free. 40,000 plus people for the first time in two years are going to come together going to socialize, going to enjoy live music, going to do kids' uh, activities with the kids, going to enjoy the beer garden and say, you know what? We did it. We're together again in the streets of Alpharetta. If you're a listener, a pot peep of Cadillac Jack, my second act, and, and you live, you know, maybe you don't live in metropolitan Atlanta. Maybe you don't live in North Fulton County. We're in Alpharetta, 30 miles north of, uh, directly north of downtown Atlanta. This event, the Taste of Alpharetta, Gives you a, a pot peep, a visitor, a great reason to come and stay in one of our 30 hotels here in Alpharetta. Over 60 of Alpharetta's best restaurants participating. The 30th annual Taste of Alpharetta returns Thursday, May 12th. The event is free. Also free parking at the City Hall parking deck. There's going to be park and ride shuttles from two spots at Wills Park. So many things I love about Awesome Alpharetta. About our home, this is one though. The event, Taste of Alpharetta, will feature a food rescue program. What is that, Cadillac Jack? Here's what that means. Gives restaurants the opportunity to donate leftovers from the Taste of Alpharetta to an organization that distributes food to area social service agencies. We'll see you there. 30th annual Taste of Alpharetta, Thursday, May 12th in downtown Alpharetta. Me. 
Deeply saddened and and even troubled by the passing of Naomi Judd over the weekend. She was 76 years old. She was the matriarch of the legendary duo, the Judds. She was a mother, a grandmother, wife, mentor. Naomi passed this past Saturday on Sunday. The Judds were inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Naomi had been sitting by the phone, waiting on that call for over 13 years. The Country Music Hall of Fame, Winona and Ashley, Naomi's daughters, chose to not only continue with the induction ceremony on Sunday in Nashville, but to attend. Going to hear from both daughters now. Ashley Judd is first. My mama loved you so much, and she appreciated your love for her, and I'm sorry that she couldn't hang on until today. Your esteem for her and your regard for her really penetrated her heart. And it was your affection for her that did keep her going in these last years. And please come see Pop. Please do come see him. Referring to Larry, Naomi's husband. And while this is so much about the Judds as a duo, I want to take a moment to recognize my sister. A goat. You know what that means? I didn't prepare anything tonight because I knew Mom would probably talk the most. Um, I'm going to make this fast because my heart's broken and I feel so blessed and it's a very strange dynamic to be this broken and this blessed. In the next episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act, Thursday's episode, May 5th, Nearly the entire episode will be devoted to. Don't you think it's time? Judge. Love them both. God, I love them both. Ben Burnett is our next guest here on episode 250. And Ben wanted to spend some time talking about the judge as well. Ready, Donna? I mean, this is crazy. Episode 250. Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast. There was one person that we reached out to with questions about podcasting. And this was the first conversation we had with anyone other than ourselves. And Jesus. There was, well, and Jesus. There was not an exploratory committee. No. By any stretch. 
at the time, and this would have been the late fall of 2019, pre-COVID-19, if you can go back that far, by like a year, year at least. And we met a friend of ours at the hotel at Avalon for drinks. It was a Saturday night, if I recall. And at the time, uh, he had his own podcast with the App and Podcast Network, which is uh, our host for my second act. And we all three met there, and uh, you were having what? You were having Tangeray and... And his wife. Something. What were you having, Ben? Yeah, Tangeray and Tonic, man. Deep <laughs> in the cups that night, brother. I mean, we we, ham- we were... No limits. No two. limits. That was the last time I really felt like MC Hammer. Ben Burnett is, has been a friend of ours for years. Uh, Ben's a former Alpharetta City Councilman. He's a, a, a business leader in this community. And Ben was the first person that we went to when we had questions about the podcasting world because of the Ben Burnett Show at Appen Podcast Network. Now, before we talk uh, podcasting, you want to you share a story. You asked me for our intro music from the Judds for Grandpa, right? Oh, my Lord. Are you guys not, is this, is this not just like everybody who listened to 80s country music, did they not just get news on Saturday afternoon and just have a giant like, Man, this is all falling apart. I cried. It was sad. We were actually walking out the door to an event, and I, I almost didn't tell Caddy because I was like, I couldn't believe it. It's one of those things that scrolls over, and you're like, wait, what? I'll read you the text, Ben, that I got from Don. I'm in the garage. All right, we're about five minutes from leaving the house. Hang on a second. Well, there wasn't a lot. I just no, that's cut, my point. I cut Hang straight on. Well, to the chase. It said, all right, here's the text that came in Saturday afternoon at 3.40 p.m. Naomi Judd dead. Three words. That's it. And I respond back, What? Of course, you don't know inflection in a text, but I'm like, what? And and you reply, Donna, yes. And I again reply, what? And you reply, Google it. And y'all know, like, she, like, no, nothing against Winona, but like, Naomi was the talent. Come on, Ben. I have that. Here's a quarter. Kathy Matea, you know, eight, 18 roses. And, 18 uh, wheels whatever. and a dozen roses. Yeah. 455 Rocky there, from Kathy Matea. There are the Confederate Railroad, nice and they line. remind me of when my father got out of the service. And he was kind of like looking for the second phase of his life. And he drove us to school every day. But they were really like, you know, and I don't even have this with my with my kids now. You know, my grandfather loved the Jets. My dad loved the Jets. And then we listened to whatever they were playing in the car. And like, there's very few groups that transcend three generations of people. Yeah, that's, very true. that's very true. There weren't, there weren't aux cords back then either. You weren't sharing the aux. You know, whatever your dad or your grandpa had on the radio, that's what you what were you're listening, listening to. to. There was no discussion about it. Now, I was thinking this yesterday, too, when the announcement came down that, that Naomi had passed yesterday, 76 years old, that I, I bet there were very, very few people in the world yesterday when they saw that headline or it came up in conversation. I bet that there were so few people in the world that had to say, who? Who are the Judds? You know, they 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 were just recognized worldwide. Everybody knew who they were. Even if you weren't a fan, maybe you didn't like country music, but you'd heard of the yeah, Judds. So- Everybody knew the Judds. She was also a very, for her time, not that it was like 1932, but she w- the story was so fascinating because she was such a strong, independent woman because she started out as a nurse. I mean, she had, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she had a normal job as a mom and as a provider and a breadwinner. And she had this story with Larry and all the stuff and then got pulled into this whole thing, this singing thing. I mean, it, it's really fascinating when you kind of go back and look at the whole story and how it played out. 
Do you think, though, that they, 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 they just always seem, Ben, Burnett, and Donna, they always seem to have some sort of uh, a therapeutic anecdote to share, you know, or some sort of um, something that, like you'd hear from your counselor? I think it's somewhat, uh, you know, they, they put it out there with mental health, because, like, they've been pretty out there about that for a long time and, like, taking care of it. And, Donna, I've heard you say, like, you put the masks on first. And they are if you want to call it a progressive tendency, and I'm not sure that's the right word, but they were definitely talking about that kind of stuff 10 or 15 years before everybody else. And it's I not, think it's, it's not helped. talked about enough now, by the way, still considered taboo. And I think that that's part of the challenge that we have with, with mental health issues and mental health wellness in our, in our country, the well, funding funding too is a whole nother story. Yeah, but certainly as, as certainly has been said, I mean, there were no women talking about that back then, because if you were talking about it, it was like a sign of weakness, you know, and you, you didn't, you, as a woman, more than even a man, you never wanted to put out that you weren't perfect. Your life wasn't perfect, that you were struggling. And I, I think out of all of this, and there's so much talk, and we're going to talk about it more, and you know how the announcement went out and all of this stuff, and, and the, the, the situation between Winona and, and Ashley and her and all this dynamic, I think the most important thing through all this is that you don't get fixed. You're never cured you know, when you've had depression and when you've had anxiety and those kind of things. Because one of the things that I've heard said a lot about Naomi was, you know, I know in the past she struggled with depression and anxiety, but I thought she was better. Well, I don't know that you're ever just magically better. And I think you said it so well in a post that you did on social media that you never know what's going to trigger. You don't know what someone's dealing with on, you know, inside their life. And only that person knows. Only that person knows. And you can only, you only find out what they're willing to share. I've been very vocal about my struggles with with mental health and mental, uh, you know, just struggling with, with that kind of stuff. Well, you know, and I think that was what was neat about the beginning of your podcast. And Donna, I know you came along, you know, too, with that that night. But, like, we were two dudes who had had better days, days professionally. And and I think, like, even those – and, look, I, for your listeners who don't know, Caddy's in the top half and Donna, in, in the top half of the top 1% of all downloaded shows. And I don't say that to brag on you guys, although I am extremely proud of you and I do take all the credit for it. <laughs> but I, I, I said that to say, like, it does not matter the mountain of success that you have. Everybody has watermarks and they're high and low and they're relative to wherever you are. And I think that that is a very, very, and out of something, what I want people to know is that even if you, and there's a ton of people who listen to you in the worst place they've ever been but if you will keep in mind that they are watermarks and you have to scratch for the next inch like those watermarks cut both ways and you got to be willing to hang in there and i think that that is really what is so great about y'all's show is that you don't hide from really don't know what you're made of when you're just always up on the highs, not to say that people who make a ton of money don't have problems or, you know, people that have achieved extreme success, but you really find out who you are when you're at the bottom of the barrel. You're a great friend. And we appreciate that about you because at the time after the trade cards ran out, we didn't have a whole lot to offer you. Once you've been poor and once it's been hard and you remember how it felt and how it tasted you never really, it's not that hard to go back there to empathize with somebody else. 
Good point. Absolutely. Good point. Good point. Absolutely. What, uh, tell us what's going on with the Ben Burnett podcast. Ben Burnett yes, Show podcast. Yes, exciting. What, what can you talk about at yes. this point, if anything? Yes, yes, yes. You know, unlike you guys who sit in the top half of all 1% of podcasts, I sit in the top 10% of podcasts. And, uh, you know, I've had a really, really large media agency reach out to me to see if they could bring my show over. And it's just one of those opportunities that you, you know, the train doesn't stop twice kind of thing. And I've, I've said it a lot in the last 30 or 45 days. And when you get the chance to go play for somebody like the New York Yankees, you don't really read all the paperwork to know that you're going to sign whatever's at the end. I am excited about uh, staying involved with Avid Media and I'm excited about what's next. And those details are 30 ish days away. And I'm, I'm excited because. You guys know how much work it is and how much work I put in, and it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch us from that night be right. I've told Caddy a lot. I said, you know, you're so funny, and you're so real, too. And and what makes you real is you're not afraid to, to give your opinion. You know, there's you can't just always ride the fence all the time. So I love the fact that sometimes it may not be the most popular opinion, but you've got to be able to put it out there, and you are. And I'm telling you, Ben, this is your moment. When I got the call that I got, guys, I am running and gunning. And if I could do two a week, I'm going to do it every single week because they were going to give me six months. And I, if it doesn't work out, it isn't because I didn't work my ass off. If you got something you really want to do, I love sitting on the city council in Alpharetta. But I knew it wasn't ultimately what I wanted to do. I knew it wasn't ultimately where I wanted to land in public service. And what I'm headed to next... Guys, next time you see my name on the ballot, it's going to be big. Oh, yeah. Big print, big font, big oh font. Like, not just 12 point. He's going to be like Putin. I mean, like, he's yeah, taking. Yes, it's like. God Lord. bless. I don't know about that, Seriously. Donna. Well, that good looking guy, <laughs> the good looking guy that runs the other country. Okay. Did you. Yeah, right. Stop the music. Stop the music. You just threw out the name. You just he said is, that Ben Burnett's going to be as big as Putin. Yeah. Um, and then you corrected yourself. I mean, that's horrible enough. And then you corrected yourself. And said, well, the, the, good looking. the good looking man who's from the other country. Yes. In I a mean, time of war, maybe we need to get the names right and the country's right. You know? I've got it. I just have a, I've got a lot going on right now. That is Ben Burnett, a guest for episode 250. Audio for this episode from the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville, RCA Records Nashville and Fox News. Our thanks to executive producers Hans Appen and Carl Appen. Without both Appen Brothers sharing our vision 250 episodes ago, we would not be spending this time together right now. Very grateful for the support of Ray and Christina Appen as well. Subscribe to The Letter. It's our e-newsletter component of the podcast. It's a fun four-minute read, absolutely free, delivered to your inbox every Saturday morning at 910. You heard Donna explain Left on Red at the top of this episode. That's where it came from. Text Left on Red. Red is the color. No spaces, R-E-D, left on red to the number 22828. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. Mitchell is always taking a call. More often than not, last minute when we've had some sort of technical glitch. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act. Proud to be part of the Appen Podcast Network.
on January 20th, 2022, an episode titled Tractor Saddle was uploaded to the Cadillac Jack My Second Act podcast library. From the episode notes written by executive producer Carl Appen. Today's podcast is about 50 minutes long. It's one we'd call heavy in more ways than one, but I assure you it's worth it. From the production notes, Caddy said, it has a segment we consider to be top three in the entire time we have been podcasting, and you can stay as long as you would like. Probably last uh, June or July, I was working, I work in a store, in a retail store, I manage a retail store, and I was working in the store and it was late and I was getting ready to close and this guy came in and he had this adorable Dalmatian puppy. Oh, and you know how I love dogs. Good looking kid. I mean, probably in his like maybe late 20s. He um, had become addicted to painkillers at a very young age um, in middle school. Um, after he had had some surgery done, he had taken a couple of painkillers and obviously when you can't get painkillers after that, you move on to harder drugs and a lot of times people move on to heroin unfortunately. And he had a really tough go and then he was involved in an incident down at, at a college at Georgia Tech. I'm not going to go in particulars because I know that there are some people who will know who this person is. It was a very well publicized case and he ended up as a very young person being incarcerated for 15 years. Um, he ultimately helped write his own appeal was let out early. It was just very positive. And I told him, I said, listen, just keep your head up. And he said, I'm going to look, for, you know, I'm going to keep looking. And if in four or five months I haven't found anything, I'm going to come back by and maybe you'll be ready to hire me. And I said, maybe so. And so he left. Fast forward to a week ago, um, a woman came into the store and she came to me and she said, hey, would you mind stepping outside? And I'm thinking, oh God, what did I like? I'm gave her back the return she brought in, which I have done, by the way. I've given somebody back their same clothes this week. She said, um, you were very kind to my son at a really tough time of his life. He came home after y'all's encounter and he said, I'm going to find a job. You know, I just feel it because I had this great conversation with this woman. Her name's Donna. We just talked about life. And he said, she just never judged me the entire time we were talking. And he said, you know, we were just like, yes, well, that's great. And you will find a job. Well, he had gone back to rehab because he had had a, um, a setback and he passed away in rehab he overdosed she said they found a journal that he had it was a gratitude journal if I, if I can step in here she said that they had wanted to get in touch with you and to find you to thank you for your kindness but they didn't know anything about you they until, until they found this journal yes a couple of months after he passed and so every day he would write something that he was grateful about and she said he wrote twice you know it just made me believe again that there are good people in the world and so she just wanted to come and thank me and it just blew me away. What it was really about is what we talk about all the time on this podcast, and that is you have no idea what people are going through. She said, I know he's not in pain anymore, and it's a little bit of a relief for his dad and I, because we have not gotten one night of sleep since he was 15 years old, because we just always worried you know, like, what's the call we're going to get? Or what's going to happen? Or are we being too hard on him? Are we not watching him enough? And broke my heart. And I just think that there's so many people struggling. And sometimes, you know, it's hard. It's hard as humans to know when, you, when you're driving down the road and there's someone who has a sign that says that they, they need help or whatever. It's hard to differentiate. Who's, who's being honest? Who's really who? I think a lot of life just starts with communication. Well, in a simple conversation. You know, sometimes if you say to someone, how's it going? You might get a little more than you bargained for. And you're like, oh, why did I ask? You know, but sometimes you need to ask. And um, 
this proved it to me. It's just been a very strange situation because I've thought about more of the puppy just because it was just absolutely the cutest puppy. And there's a go, there was a GoFundMe for the dog because they wanted, and they talked about this beautiful Dalmatian puppy because in the obituary because they wanted to turn the dog into a service dog. You know, he's really an animal. So, again, kindness matters. Thank you.